Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tess of Wrestling.com, joined by John Clark tonight to talk about WWE NXT 2.0. John, how are you doing tonight? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing pretty well. Can't complain here on a Tuesday night uh, for, for NXT 2.0, especially these days. Um, by and large, not a bad show by any means. We'll get into all that and more here. But before we do, just want to remind you all, this show, like everything we do here, is available on all of our platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever that may be. We've got you covered, so leave a like and subscribe. So now, I guess the, the the leading announcement is that next week's episode will be a special show, NXT Roadblock. And to me, this is this is that's that's cool. That's great. I I, I like having these these special episodes. I think it helps make the episodes feel more meaningful, more special. They they tend to load up the card as they should. Um, we it is just weird that we just had NXT Vengeance Day. I know that was by next week, only just under a month ago. So I like that. It just feels like we haven't had a whole lot of time since the last one. So I think they, if they, if this becomes a pattern where they do it too often, I do think that's a little risky. But Eddie's saying tonight was a good show, and you can't wait till next week uh, for NXT Roadblock. John, what are you thinking about uh, the, the, I guess, Roadblock in the first place, and the fact this will be just a few weeks removed from Vengeance Day? Uh, I kind of like they're bringing back that. We've seen that before a few times. Uh, I actually went to a pay per view in Pittsburgh. That was one of the few they had that was roadblock. Uh, I think it's fine to use that kind of uh, outdated or unused things for NXT. And it's fine to do so next week because, I mean, it's not going to be anything spectacular, but it might draw some more eyeballs being like it's just that specialty type of show. Well, they, they really have loaded up the card like uh, more than I would expect. I mean, next week, you know, record, recording this now, that'll be March 8th. That is less than a month away from Stand and Deliver, their next, like, big event. Really their first big event, technically, since uh, War Games, and that was in December. So, again, it's kind of the, the timeline is a little interesting here, where in some ways I kind of feel like the focus should be on building up Stand and Deliver, and I'm sure they, they still will. I'm just, it, it is a little interesting that just kind of the way that the, the cookie's crumbling in this case. But we do know there's going to be, uh, as we previously expected, and I thought, didn't think we were going to get this, you know, after what had happened. But yes, we will see Braun Breaker defend the NXT title against um, Dolph Ziggler and Tommaso Ciampa. That makes sense. I'm sure that'll be a very, very good match. And there's the, we're also going to see Imperium defend the tag titles against the Creed Brothers. Um, and also, of course, a, lot, a last minute standing match between Grayson Waller and LA Knight, and the women's, women's Dust Road Tag Team Classic will continue. Seems like I'm saying that is a great card. Uh, and you know, yeah, I mean, I think that's gonna be a good show. I, I would say it will probably be on par, maybe even better than Vengeance Day in some ways. I mean, I think I, I feel a little more excited about it in that sense. Um, I think both are going to wind up being pretty good here. But DJ, off about here, saying tonight's show felt different. I would agree that it was different because, by and large, I thought it was all right. I thought, you know, the matches were very, very good. Sure, there was some of the usual toaster time stuff kind of packed in there here and there. But, you know, uh, the ratio was was more, more of what I would want, where it's like, yeah, mostly good matches, mostly good stuff. Uh, and then anything that wasn't that. Uh, was kind of um, sprinkled in here and there. So I think, if anything, that's progress. But I guess we can just dive right in talking about the NXT title picture here, both what we saw tonight and next week. So 
as we had seen uh, previously over on the Raw side of things, uh, spinning over into the NXT, Dirty Dogs versus um, Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker, Breaker being the champion. And, of course, this spinning it out of last night where Ciampa lost his theme song, and we're all very upset about that. And tonight he comes out wearing a, a Steiner-like singlet, and props for the, you know, the callback, the Steiners. Seemed a little weird to me. We got one comment here it's, uh, that was not in favor. Chris saying, first the song, now the ring gear, Champa, ugh. <laughs> you know, um, I did think it looked kind of weird, but people seem to be fairly, uh, you know, on, on board with this being kind of a, just a nod to, to Rick and Scott Steiner, of course, a classic tag team. That's fine. I'm more happy about the fact we got to hear the glorious theme song of, of one Robert Rude. I miss this theme song so much, so I'm very glad we got this back tonight. At least... At least, uh, even if it was a one-off, it's such a good song, especially the, the night after they took Chapa's theme song away. Uh, you know, I that was that was I, that made me happy. Uh, but for Chapa here, Brian ever saying Chapa's clearly enjoying himself despite the changes. I mean, I would agree. And tonight, tonight here, last night he rolled up. I think it was. I think he rolled up Ziggler last night, and tonight he actually pinned Ziggler uh pretty decisively in this tag team match which was very good that was a, it was a good way to kind of kick off the show and then later we we got the confirmation uh of the side oh sorry of the title match next week ziggler saying that he 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 is the roadblock not just the fact that it's gonna be a show next week he he is the roadblock uh and then uh, champa made it into a third match when he said oh well i've, I've beaten breaker before and breaker said well all right i'll just beat both of you up you know fine so john next week triple threat match uh I would presume that, that that Breaker would win. That feels like a pretty safe bet. But I had kind of thought, and I think we talked about this previously, that uh, Ziggler would, would likely be the, the Sand Liver opponent, and that doesn't seem to be the case, although Eddie will come here saying they could probably get there otherwise. What do you think about all this? Well, I'll tell you what. Ziggler, I thought, needed a little bit more mo momentum uh, before he got into his title match. But, you know... He's elevating the talent underneath him, so you can't really complain too much. Uh, it's going to be a good NXT championship match no matter what happens. Uh, I think they've been kind of building to that in a pretty solid way. I just think that Ziggler could use the win a little bit more at this point. And I know that sounds crazy to believe, but uh, I, I just think that's would be the best decision right now creatively because... How many matches has he won in the past like month or two? Like not in NXT, just on Raw. Like he's been on a massive losing streak recently, and I don't think that oh, does wow. him any favor. That doesn't do many favors at all. So uh, I'm interested to see if you know. Basically, we uh, we're, I'm pretty confident that we're not going to see a change of title here. But how we get to that point and the result of the match is it going to be like a Ziggler needs to win more? Yeah, no, I would agree. That's I was surprised he lost tonight. You know. Uh... Even again, even thinking that he wouldn't get the title match till Sand Liver, I thought he sh he could easily somehow pin Champa tonight or or something else. Like I I don't know. I don't think he needed to take the pin at the very least. They could have had uh, Robert Roode take the pin here and uh, in, in the loss. But seeing Ziggler lose there, not the best look. Eddie again saying that spe uh, specifically Champa could take the pin next week in the loss into that, that way. Maybe that that's his NXT swan song. That way he could, he could get called up to the main roster. As we've seen, he's been around for a couple of weeks now. I think the last night was his second week in a row officially, although I think three weeks total when he uh, was on commentary. And then he's saying they could do the singles match for Stand Deliver. I just, 
is that really like the interesting thing to do here? Sand Deliver again, it's their first like big, uh, not even okay, the first big show since Warriors. So this is their first show out of uh, the Capitol Wrestling Center, out of the whatever you want to call it. Like, this is their first show on the road. So, like, while we've we talked about it before, there is that layer of oh, you know, Ziggler is a known name. Is he a big enough name? Are they going to sell tickets for this thing or what? I think so. Like, I, I well, I, it's I, coming up in like less than a month, and where's the tickets? I would have to think they're coming. Like, I, just like Vera John, they're coming. I'm sure. I'm sure <laughs> the announcement will come out soon that the tickets will be on sale at some point. But you, you raise a good, you, a, a good, a good question. Uh, but I, I do remember seeing that it will be in Dallas, and people, by all intents and purposes, are going to be there. Um, that that is odd though. Like I don't, I don't quite understand the thinking there. Uh, but Stephen Chambers saying yes, this will be uh, Braun's toughest challenge. I think that's fair. I mean, other than, uh, you know, winning the title in the first place, other than, I mean, I think Santos Esquire was a tough challenge in some ways, but the, the challenge of facing Ziegler and Ciampa both, that's a pretty pretty tall task there. So, uh, but again, another idea here, DJ saying Ziegler, Ziegler could win next week, you know, uh, maybe, or sorry, saying Ziegler needed to win tonight if, if there was any chance he could win next week. Um I don't know, John. You mentioned it might be the, the better thing creatively. I've I've made it clear before. I'm a big fan of Dolph Ziggler. I think he's very, very talented. Do I think he's the right guy to have the title right now for NXT 2.0? Not necessarily. The only like only way I could kind of like rationale it here is that he pins Champa next week, and then it's a transitional thing, and he loses to Breaker um, at Sand Deliver. I think that would make some sense and that's what chris green's saying there you go uh yeah i think th that is possible um I, I guess it really just depends how how long so going to be around here if this is kind of more of a you know a through sandover kind of thing or if he is as he said himself the roadblock here gonna have to wait and see on that one but one thing we didn't have to exactly wait and see on tonight was um the fact that we got uh, two more matches from the Women's Dust Roads Tag Team Classic here. Now, uh, if I check my notes here, we did see uh, Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu defeat the team of uh, Indy, Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada. A little fun um, full circle moment or, or irony or whatever you want to call it with, with Persia being so tied up with, with Tex to Duke Hudson and trying to get this little love story going with that uh, her mind was not in the game. Of course, we saw this I think it was in January what when Indy was kind of moping about about Ducks being hurt. Her mind wasn't the game, so they were losing matches there. Well, it's a little kind of turnabout this very play kind of thing there. Uh, I kind of respect that. And uh, because of that, uh, Dakota and Wendy Chu won this one. I just I okay, well, as we talked about last week, I, I assume that would happen. Uh, but this match didn't exactly turn me around and say, oh, Wendy Chu. Next, next breakout star of NXT here, but we do know they're moving on to the next round. Um, I don't know, John. What, what do you think about all of this at this point? It's sad to see because basically they're going to be tearing apart one of uh, NXT's most established tag teams on the female side of things. So uh, I, I hope they have a plan of what they're going to do after this because sadly, ever since Hudson has came in, this is basically looked to be the plan. Now, as far as the match, uh, this unlikely tag team winning again, uh, I'm not sure if they can win the whole thing, though. Like, do you think they're going to go all the way? I, I wouldn't think so. Uh, on paper, I wouldn't think so, unless 
the the powers that be really, really, really like Wendy Chu and want to kind of you know roll roll with it and have her go, go and and win the whole thing. Uh, I think this this has helped like legitimize her a little bit. I think there's something to be said for that. But going all the way and winning uh, the the tournament here. I don't know about that. Eddie kind of agreeing that it's a weird tag team, but they're fun to watch here, Wendy and Dakota. But he says, unfortunately, it will be uh, Raquel and Cora versus EO and Kaylee Ray. I think that would be the best final, best match-wise, best legitimacy-wise. Uh, Kaylee, a former champion, EO, a former champion. Raquel, that's three former champions right there. And Cora, Jade, someone often kind of hailed in, in a lot of ways as kind of the future of the brand, future of the women's division here. Um, so I, I think that would, be, that would be a pretty safe call. And if, it, if it's not that, I think I'd be, I'd be pretty surprised at this point. And I guess we can just kind of pivot there and say that uh, we did see Raquel and Corey Jade win their match tonight against Ulyssa Leon, Leon and Carissa. Uh, sorry, Ulyssa Leon and Valentina Ferreros. I, I don't know. Uh, but yes, Brian's saying they both impressed. And one of them, I think it was Ferreros, maybe? <laughs> she yes, she, she yes. had a lot of air on a dive to the outside. That was a really actually a really cool spot. And I thought this was a good way to kind of have them have an, an impressive not a debut but you know the first kind of big time match here against uh, again a former champion and cora be having a lot of potential there so i i like seeing that um time will tell what what their kind of future holds there uh in the women's vision in general but yes that spot where froze went airborne was very very cool uh, i think it added a lot to the match laura's asking where, where's dexter at I don't know. I think he would add a lot to this kind of index Duke Hudson thing. Uh, we talked about it last week. The idea this could be kind of a, a mixed tag situation. Stephen Chambers pointing that out, that out as well. I think that would make the most sense. That'd be interesting. But um, Dexter kind of missing in action here. I haven't heard anything about that. He's the kind of guy at this point. I guess he's just the kind of guy that he's not always around. He's kind of working in the shadows or just not on show every week. And that's fine uh, for me. Um, big fan of him, so I, of course, I'm, I'm always happy to see him. But maybe with some of these, some of these really kind of distinct characters, it's best to not have them on the show every week. And then, because when they are, you kind of risk overexposing them. But uh, also worth mentioning this: on the other side of things, we saw last week Casey Canzero and Kane Carter also qualified. I think they're also a very realistic uh, pick for the finals there as well. I, I overlooked them for a second, but DJ reminding us that they are also an option there. Um, John, at this point, who, who do you think, as we talked earlier about maybe not thinking that 1D and Dakota could get to the finals here, but who is it your your pick for the finals, the winner at this point? At this point, it would have to be Raquel and Cora. I think that makes the most sense. Uh, I don't know who else that has been together. I mean, not that they've been together long either, but uh, at least it's kind of two somewhat popular names. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's something said for that. They've been a team for... I feel like it's been at least like a year now so they're they're actually like a pretty established team and there'd be something to be said for having them win and and become and reach that next level and then you know kind of seeing what you could do with them as potential champions there but Steven Stephen Chambers and Kaylee Ray and EOR his pick I mean it's good to have uh what's that three for three pretty realistic picks there uh that what rather than I felt like in the, in the men's side of things that wasn't really the case. Like it felt like MSK was a pretty strong favorite. Cree brothers felt pretty likely too, but like I can, I could realistically see any, any of these, any of the three teams here actually winning here. Um, it's kind of a similar question, but in a, in a different way, which of these teams could be the biggest threat to toxic attraction? I, I would say Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai. I mean, again, their, their, their resumes speak for themselves, even though they're not an actual quote unquote tag team. Uh, I think there is something we said for that kind of same thing for Kyle and Cora. Um, 
But if I, if I myself had to pick, I would probably say Kaylee and EO uh, as the biggest threat to the championships themselves. John, do you think, or yeah, in a similar way, which team do you think could be potentially, if any of these, the, the next women's tag team champions? I would agree with what you said, uh, even though I think uh, the the popular winners for the whole tournament would be uh, Cora and Raquel. I wouldn't necessarily think that they would stick together as a team after this is over, especially with WrestleMania. I'm hoping that maybe Raquel is going to be moving up finally. Lord knows the main roster needs it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I hope so. I hope this is more of a, a short-term thing here. Her going to the main roster is long overdue. Uh, speaking of the women's Dust Cup and Raquel here, see, Brian, Brian pointing out, no, it is kind of nice that you've got Dakota Kai and Raquel going against each other in the semis. Of course, they won the inaugural women's Dust Cup last year. So a little, a little callback to history there. I always appreciate that. And speaking of the tag team championships, we saw a kind of a preview video for what wound up being announced for next week, the men's tag team championship match between MSK and, oh, sorry, whoops, <laughs> time, time, time machine there, uh, between Imperium and the Creed Brothers. The Creed Brothers won the Dust Cup by beating MSK there. Uh, so we saw a little preview for that. Good video package, and NXT does these very well. Only complete I kind of had was a one point uh, Imperium at a line where they said, "Oh, we're the best tag team in the world," and the Creed Brothers fired back by saying, "We're the best tag team in NXT." And I was like, "Is that supposed to be a comeback? Like that's that that that's a lo- losing point in the argument. We're the best tag team in the world, the whole wide world." And then uh, Creed Brothers saying, "We're the best tag team in NXT." NXT. Kind of a weird, weird little sequence there. I'm nitpicking, but it seemed a little odd to me. Uh, John, based on what we've seen so far, do you think the Creed Brothers have any shot here of, of beating Imperium next week? I don't know. I think it could go either way. If I had to pick right now, I'd say Imperium uh, is probably going to win. Uh, I think that would be the right choice. But I don't know. If they want a hot shot Creed Brothers, maybe they will. Uh, but I don't think they will. Uh, it doesn't sound like you think they will either, right? I wouldn't think so, but with NXT 2.0 these days, I really never know. And a lot of the time, it does feel like the the younger guys, the the new stars, are getting these these big wins to really kind of solidify them. The Creed Brothers won the men's Dice Cup, so like crazier things have happened. It's not like a title change out of nowhere. They did they did beat MSK, the former champion. So I can see it. I think Imperium winning is the right call. Steven saying he sees them retaining. Doesn't see anyone beating Imperium for a while. I would agree. I've, I've been a big fan of Imperium for a while, and I'm enjoying their reign. And I still think there's still a lot of untapped potential with them as a stable. Walter is fine, or Gunther is finally in NXT Prime now. I think we they're, they're just kind of scraping the surface of what they can, they can do there. Um, you know, uh, but, but if not, I mean, not to say they can't do that if they're not champions, but why not have them have a good reign? Uh, see what else they can do. Creed Brothers, I mean, I talk about this when we talk about the Dusty Cup. I feel like we still haven't really seen what the Creed Brothers can do. Like, we're starting to get there. We're seeing they, they had this, this video tonight. They had the run in the Dusty Cup. That That's not washed away if they lose next week. I just feel like it's still a little soon in some ways. But then again, I was saying that about Brown Breaker, and we all know how that turned out. So so there you go. I'm sure it's going to be a good match either way. The Creed Brothers have been very impressive. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. That's one of the matches that I've kind of circled. Uh, mentally, at least for me, next week of like, oh, I could actually kind of see that one going either way. So I'm looking forward to it. Something I was not looking forward to, 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 to tonight that I didn't ask for, that I didn't want to see, but we're getting asked about DJs asking, uh, asking us to break down uh, the, the segment with my favorite tag team, obviously, Briggs and Jensen, two people I cannot tell apart for the life of me. And they had a segment tonight with Electra Lopez backstage, the ongoing misadventures of their love life. 
I think it's Jensen that has the romance issues. I really don't know. Um, but they're talking, they're looking on a phone, seemingly uh, being being a little a little spicy, talking about, um, oh, I don't remember, but he, he says, like, man, something about, like pumping it all, all in the rear or, or something, yes. something yeah. like really, really like, oh, my, no, don't do it. Absolutely. <laughs> and then and then Electra Lopez shows up and overhears this and says, like, what are you talking about? What what, what like you're talking about a woman like that? And then of course he was like, Oh no, 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 I was talking about a talking about a pickup truck. And they, they're talking about the, the specifics of a pickup truck. Electra Lopez was not convinced, and I was not either. Um and I think it was Jensen she that she said you wouldn't know what to do with a real woman if, if you like were given one, or for lack of a better word. And again, I, I think it was Jensen said oh well i have never been with a real woman <laughs> i was just like what this is where we're at folks with nxt these days all right this this is this is what we're doing and i can't i can't just say it's nxt all right i know we've got um dana brooke and, and reggie on raw and it just feels like it's pretty much throughout all three shows in some way shape or form here it was awkward brian it was awkward uh DJ saying he was lost as well I wasn't lost. I was more just like put off and um, disappointed. I wasn't upset. I was disappointed. <laughs> that was, um, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. It was just awkward, man. I don't know. Too many moments on goes overall and we can, we can move on. There's nothing to really break down there, but yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think this is over. I, I think we're going to keep rolling with this. They obviously seem to um, enjoy it for whatever reason, but I don't know. Eddie's, we've talked. We talked about this a while ago. Uh, Eddie's saying NXT 2.0 should go NXT. Oh, sorry, uh, TV 14. Again, it feels like they 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 practically have. I don't know what else they could do to to actually go there based on some of the things we've already seen. Um, I don't even really want to imagine that. And then, like, if they did, it wouldn't really bother me. Like, I'm I'm that's that's fine. But <laughs> you know, I just I don't know. I don't know. Again, I said I said this on the show. NXT, my my catchphrase for this show now has become NXT is still a very good show by and large. One, it's still focused on the wrestling. When you get stuff like this, then we kind of go off veils, and I'm like, oh boy. Um, I was going to bring up this match for another reason, but uh, DJ bring up for a different reason, saying that uh, Amari Miller and Last Legend was actually a pretty good match. Uh, Stephen Taylor saying he's not digging Last Legend. Uh, looks like her and Nikita Lyons. If you talk about Nikita Lyons in a minute. This match was worth uh, noting uh, for a special, a specific reason because uh, Mario Miller got stretched to the back uh, after the match. There was a clip going around on Twitter that showed that, so that's not even a, a rumor like that had happened. Uh, no details right now. Let me refresh the page because I was following over on PW Insider. No more details on that one, so we're not quite sure exactly how she got hurt. As, as we know more, we'll let you guys know. But um, I thought the match was fine. Um, you know, n not great, not bad. Uh, I I don't really have much to say about it. Last legend, I even hear what she always said after the match, but later in the show, uh, Nikita Lyons, everyone's new favorite breakout star. John, they acknowledged she, she was trending last week, but they they didn't acknowledge exactly why. They kind of they they, they cherry picked the the tweets about why she was trending last week. Um, and she said she challenged or, or I guess invited herself to be on Last Legend, the talk show, 
uh, supposedly maybe next week because that's kind of vague there. Um, DJ said he can't, he can't wait for that next week. I think it was framed as just kind of a, a confrontation on this talk show. What do you think, John? What, what do you think about all this? I don't really know what to say. Like, um, it's pretty wild. And uh, there was parts of, particularly tonight with the Amari Miller and Lash Legend match, where nobody looked like they knew what they were doing. It looked like it was amateur hour out there. Uh, Lash Legend is not ready for TV. She, she is not ready for TV. Uh, Tiffany Stratton is not ready for TV. Uh, Amari Miller, I mean, was hurt, we think. Obviously, she was hurt if she was taken out on a stretcher. Like, that's that's without a doubt. So, I don't know. These people are still a little green. Maybe they need to be working on level up or not even level up. I don't know. But that it, it was ugly. Pretty ugly. Yeah. Again, I didn't think it was, like, bad. I just, you know. Oh, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, I it seemed average, you know. I don't know. Maybe, again, maybe maybe my bar is too low. But Brian's saying Amari has potential, and he also says that Lash and Nikita will be a pretty good feud. I mean, Amari seems like she has potential. I hope she's not. I mean, I never. I always when an injury happens, I'm like, okay, you know, I hope it's nothing too serious. Of course. Again, we just don't really know what the situation is there. But I mean, even though even for Lash and Nikita, it's too soon to tell. Lash has been around for a while. It's not really utilized very much on NXT itself. Um, Nikita, I mean, last week was her first week officially on the show, but, you know, I will have to wait and see on that one. I just, you don't know, no, I, I think having a feud this soon uh, could be beneficial in terms of uh, getting uh, quickly establishing your character there, but uh, otherwise, I don't know. You know, uh, we'll see what happens with this feud here. But overall, yeah, I think that's just kind of true of a lot of these stars. They're very green. They're kind of building these people from the ground up. That's why they have... Uh, actually level up to kind of help kind of bring people up to speed, uh, groom them and, and develop them to develop, develop them so they can, be, so that they can go up to developmental. It's the kind of like a feeder system. And I, I think it could be beneficial, but maybe, and that, I'm sure we will see some of these talents on the show anyway, uh, but someone who by, by all means does not need to be on XC level up Gunther, formerly known as Walter. He has, as I mentioned earlier, he's on, he was on the show. He had a match with solo Sokoa. This was a very good match. Um, Worth noting, the solo had been undefeated, but then after a pretty hard-fought battle here, Gunther got the win. Uh, I thought that was the right call. I, th I think, by and large, especially in, in singles matches, a guy like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep calling Walter, I don't even care. Walter should not be losing singles matches unless it's like a, a actually important or a big deal. Um, so I, I thought him winning was definitely for the best. As for solo, uh, you lose to a guy like Gunther or, or Walter, and um, you, you're not hurt at all by that he i feel like he's had less than like 10 nads in the next year like he's he's gonna be fine like he's, he's doing just great uh, i thought he he held his own with walter former ex uk champion dominant uk champion so that in itself was beneficial uh to, to be in that spot where he goes from here i don't know i would imagine he might want revenge or or just to pick someone else to have a fight with but as always, the narrative remains that, as Brian says, Solo needs to join the bloodline. I'm sure it's going to happen at some point. And we're seeing, you know, he's having these pretty good matches. So I have to think that that won't be too too far in the future. And I think it's, it's just a matter of of them kind of wanting to kind of develop him uh, as much as possible and, and then kind of wait till they feel comfortable. And he feels comfortable to do that. John, what do you think about this match with uh, Solo and Gunther and what where both guys could be going moving forward? 
John, you muted. Uh, I think that I think that Gunther uh, uh, should have, and he did win, and I think that was a good a good decision. Now moving forward, though, uh, I'm thinking that he needs to move up, like you mentioned. Uh, the main roster is screaming his name, but it, I think Imperium would have to go with him at this point, unless they he, they could um, stay behind. Now I see people saying about Sokoa joining the main roster or going to the bloodline. I get that. Maybe not yet, though. It seems a little early for that. It's like everybody just wants people to move up like immediately now. And they I think they have these creative genius ideas that we know what ends up happening realistically when, when they get to that point. So I'm not really in a hurry to get everybody to the next level quite yet. Yeah, I mean, this when you start saying, oh, X, Y, and Z need to go to the main roster, then it, it comes out too easy for people to get lost in the, in the shuffle. Uh, I think at this point, we're, we're on the other side of the spectrum where nobody's going up by and large. So then we're kind of stuck in, like, as we, we've been talking about for weeks now, Raquel, EO, LA Knight, even though he's he's in a feud now, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, Radwick Strong, another one. All these veterans have been around. They're in this kind of limbo. They're not, like, doing anything. Uh, even though Walter got a win tonight, he looked great. He's doing good things. Uh, I tweeted about during the show. I think him being on NXT Prime is beneficial. Uh, that he has star power. They have. He's very good in the ring. Um, yeah, and I think there, there's something said for that. But I think he could definitely do good things on the main roster. Uh, with that in mind, DJ, maybe a little off the wall idea here, saying if Gunther goes up, what about what making Wade Barrett leader of Imperium? Well, that's interesting. I mean, I, at least from a, a fan's booking uh, perspective, big fan of Wade Barrett. I've always liked his work as a wrestler uh, i was thrilled when he uh, joined the broadcast team i could see him being kind of the manager of sorts i guess it's, i'm not sure about his in-ring status i know he had he kind of he dealt with concussions and he hasn't wrestled for quite a while now um so i'm not sure if, if him literally replacing walter in that sense would be possible but being kind of a manager being kind of the, the mouthpiece i could see it um I haven't heard any reason to think that could be happening, but I like the idea. Uh, John, I'll, I'll rephrase it to you, John. Do you think they should have Walter move up by himself or keep Imperium together? Uh, I'm fine with either as long as it happens sooner rather than later. If I had to pick one or the other, I'd say go by yourself. Yeah, I think Walter could be fine on his own. Um, in some ways, I feel like they might feel like nobody really knows who Imperium, uh, the, that Fabian and Marcel are. And I, I don't mean to knock them, but I just think, you know, there, there's something said for that. Uh, but Stephen saying keep them together, I agree. I think they're very good together. Again, I repeat, I think there's a lot they can do as a stable, and we haven't really seen that yet. So I would prefer to see them stay together. As to what they could do together, Eddie, another kind of more, maybe more grounded, grounded, but, you know, interesting idea here of, of Imperium versus Solo and the Usos stand deliver. I don't see the Usos come down in NXT. I, maybe for Solo, I, I could see the exception, but it's the Usos. Like they're they're pretty top stars. Like you you, you bring a guy like Robert Roode or, or Dolph Ziggler down to quote unquote down to NXT, makes sense. You know, there's a lot of reasons to do that. The Usos, I mean, and they did with AJ Styles. I know that, and they had Riddle do a little run there. So I I can see it. It just it doesn't feel as kind of natural in some ways. Although you do have the literal bloodline connection. And hey, hey, maybe, maybe that, maybe that would set up, uh, you know, a kind of a trial run for for Solo being in the in the actual bloodline. So maybe that that actually would make sense. I kind of like to see that. But well, we're talking about all these stables now. DJ Dita is asking about Dynamite. We're talking about the Creed Brothers earlier. We saw a little bit of a, a, a segment uh, with, with Tatum Paxley here after last week, where Ivory Nile 
was beat her up after they lost her to the Dusty Roadside Classic match. Tatum was like, oh, you know, I let you down. I know I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. Failure is not an option. And I didn't really get the point here. They kind of left it pretty loose where she clearly still wanted to be a diamond mine, but Ivan and I wasn't really having it. Ivan and I was kind of working out at the gym. And Tatum was like, you know, oh, you know, I'm sorry. So it feels like they're, they're, they're going somewhere with this. I guess I would, if I had to predict, I would think that she will join Diamond Mine. Um, because the women's tag division need, needs more contenders, I guess. I, I think that would make sense to do that. I, and that would be, that would be a, a kind of organic way to do it. Would, would, yeah. you, would you agree? Yeah, I guess I would agree. Uh, I've I, we've become accustomed to them just kind of throwing these things together left and right, where it's kind of just like the normal thing to do now. Uh, and I don't think they're going to stop. So why argue? Yeah, <laughs> you know that, that's that's the case with a, a lot of NXT things these days. Uh, well, you know, a couple other things to talk about here. Kind of likewise, they can't really question it because uh, they they very very clearly want Von Wagner to be a top star Von Wagner uh, newly paired with, with Robert Stone coming out here with a mat for a match against Andre Chase. I've made it very, very clear. I, I really enjoy Andre Chase. I think he's doing great work with his character. You kind of had to feel that, that this would go the way it did Von Wagner getting the win here. I thought they, they showed somebody at ringside, someone that was like pretty clearly a plant. They looked like <laughs> they looked like a wrestler. They didn't look like a quote unquote normal person. They, they were, I don't know. It felt like they kind of set out maybe, maybe kind of some manager. It was, it was, a, it was like a woman in the audience. It seemed like she might be digging, digging whatever, whatever Von Wagner was selling. I don't know. I thought she was going to like kind of come into the ring after the match and like celebrate with him to kind of like give him a, a love interest as well. Cause that's why he does these days. Uh, thankfully that didn't happen the first night out here, but yes, Brian's saying clearly Vince Bruce, somebody, somebody's clearly very high on Von Wagner um, where, Things weren't really working. They gave him Robert Stone, and now he's still winning matches and getting featured here. So let me. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Stone did very little for Wagner. I thought uh, the distraction was unnecessary. Uh, there's a dynamic that just isn't there with a manager and a superstar. That I'm, I'm, something seems off. The fans are still not reacting at all to either of them. Uh, there's just there's still something missing here. Yeah, I mean, I think having some kind of like more extended promo of some sort of Robert Stone explaining what, what he sees in Von Wagner or kind of hyping up a little more, uh, something, something to that effect, rather than just kind of like, okay, you know, we're paired together now. Because they, they, they kind of like paired them together off screen at first where they said, okay, someone bailed, uh, or sorry, paid for Von Wagner's fine and like, you know, got his suspension uplifted. And then I think it was a week or two later, it turned out to be Robert Stone. They kind of were briefly just kind of, they rolled with it. And we haven't seen a whole, whole lot where there's like a, a brief promo or two here or there. Uh, but something maybe, maybe like a, even a video package where it's kind of narrated by Robert Stone. I don't know. It just gave me a little more sense of like why this is happening. At least that, that might do something. I would agree though. It hasn't really been like a, you know, a, a miracle worker, a miracle work for, for, for Von Wagner, it's not like he went from zero to 180 of like, oh, you know, things weren't really working and now he's going to be the next champion. But it's just very, very clear that they, they, they want things to work with it. They're trying to have, have things happen here. Uh, for me, it's not very much happening. 
I'm sorry, it's not really working. Uh, Dita is saying that Veer, 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 the wonderful Veer uh, is greater than Von Wagner or better than Von Wagner. We haven't even seen Veer yet. Maybe we never will. <laughs> He's better than Von Wagner. I mean, I think there's some fairness in that. I, I've, I'm enjoying the fact that we haven't seen Veer more than actively seeing Von Wagner at this point. And that's not, <laughs> that's not a mark of um. Uh, of yeah, I would so, agree. There you go. But something that is that is a mark of success is cutting a good promo. You know who cuts good promos? L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight might just be one of you. John's waving his hand at me. What's what's wrong with L.A. Knight? The man. I thought you were. Right. I thought you were going to say Gigi Dolan. No. <laughs> what? She was. She was just sitting in the, in the toxic lounge all night. She wasn't doing anything. That's like, a good promo. All right. <laughs> real, real tight on that one. But I enjoyed LA Knight's promo. I think he's very, very likable. He suddenly he set up his own promo by saying he was going to call out uh, the the Outback Jack Offer or something like that. Um, he's just so likable. I, he, he has this like X Factor. Brian Everett's saying that LA Knight has, gives him the rock, rock vibes. For me, uh, my fiance was in the other room. I was watching NXT and LA Knight was talking. And she was like, who's talking right now? I was like, oh, it's LA Knight. She says, oh, it sounds like The Rock. If, you, if you're not like look, looking, just based on maybe the cadence and like the, the confidence, it's not, it sounds like The Rock a little bit. Um, whether or not it sounds like him, he has this, not to compare him at least, but there, there's something he said. He has this kind of like charisma, this kind of magnitude of like, hey, this, this dude feels important. He, he looks like a million bucks. I've been saying that for a while now. Uh, I'm surprised that he hasn't done more in NXT. John's giving me a, th a big thumbs up. You want to know why? You want to know John? why? Because Knight, Knight and Waller should have had a good enough and long enough build to be featured on Stand and Deliver. Not just some specialty beach break type thing that's on a random week that means nothing except in the name. Uh, I don't know if they have lost trust in the angle or what their feelings are about this, but I don't know. It's... It, I don't know. I think it should have been featured at a better show. Well, you mentioned that, you know, they, they should be have a, a long feud. Uh, well, they have had a long feud, John. They've been feuding since October. October. Okay, but so why end it now? Why not just wait until the next pay-per-view? I mean, in, in a lot of ways, like, I'm all for it. Like, they have been feuding since October. It's time to stop. Like, move on. If they have this feud end next week, which I hope they do, it is past time to do that, then I would assume... One or both guys will be in what they announce later, the ladder match for the North American title at Sand Deliver. Probably both, honestly. I don't see a whole lot of other like genuine contenders for that title uh, in that match. So no, I'm I'm fine with that. Like that because in a lot of ways, like if they drag this out all the way to Sand Deliver, like that's you know, most most of okay, not really, okay. They started feuding at Halloween Havoc, so that was tail end of October, November. Some of December, and then they wrote LA Knight off for a bit. Then he came back. So that's yeah, like the, well, like half a year practically. It feels like it feels like a long time. So uh, I'm I'm ready for it to be over. And I like LA Knight a lot. And I think Grayson Waller, as much as he kind of aggravates me in some ways, uh, he, he plays the part very well. He's doing good things. What is and he's, you know it's working for him. Obviously, he was on Raw for a bit. He faced AJ Styles. They kind of like Von Wagner in some ways, not the same at all. But they, he's an, another person they're very clearly high on. So Stephen Chambers saying, LA Knight, yeah. This is great smaller. Uh, last man standing match next week. So we'll, we, will, we will have, supposedly, a, a decisive winner. He's saying he would like to see LA Knight win. They're really pushing Waller. Won't be surprised if Waller wins. I would have to agree. As I said earlier, most of the time, a lot of these, these big matches, the young guys win. Uh, just to kind of 
to, to, to build them up, to get the next generation there. Um, honestly, in some ways, if especially if Waller wins next week, I wouldn't be that surprised if he winds up winning at San, the winning the title at San Deliver because uh, we've talked about this this for kind of several weeks now. I feel like Camelo Hayes could be on the fast track to the main roster. I think like he's he's not long for NXT. He's ready to go. He he, he is a star. So I could kind of see that happening. But uh, as much as I as I let, I really really enjoy LA Knight. I would have to probably agree that my money would be on Grayson Waller next week. Uh, yeah, I would agree. I think the time is probably up for LA Knight, and but well, every time we say that, uh, he'll have a new feud in NXT. So, as much as I want to see him on the main roster in some ways, I don't know if it sounds silly to say. Looks like a million bucks, great in the ring, amazing on the on the on the microphone. I mean, it's weird. He's too good for NXT, but he is, I think he's almost 40. I think he's right. I think he's like right around the, the age Bobby, Bobby Roode was when he uh, debuted on main roster. And that didn't really work out for Robert Roode in a lot of ways. And he, he's enjoyed some success, right? I'm not saying that, but I don't really want to see him exactly move up to main roster and just do nothing, get squandered, you know, not really have a featured role, whereas at least on XC, he's doing things. Brian's saying he thinks that uh, LA Knight's 38. So there are exceptions, of course, but by and large, a lot of these NXT guys, especially, I think if you're 25, 25, 25 to 30, you're good to go. If you're 35 plus, it seems like these days, especially, uh, you're, it's tough to kind of have um, a real shot at real success on the main roster there. And that's a shame. Again, LA Knight, very, very talented, but... Um, at least on NXT, even if he loses this match and he John's use, as you said, maybe he'll just get another feud. At least then he's on TV, he's cutting promos, presumably winning some matches, you know, uh, and getting absolutely to, to do that. There's is something said for that. As much as I, I myself often say, oh, let's you know move him up main roster, see what they can do, uh, because they they are too good for NXT, or whatever. There is the, there there's another side of that coin there, so. It's a bit of a mixed bag. Stephen correcting us saying he's 39. 39. Even so, even, even not trying to sound bad, but even worse in a way. That means he's almost 40. And I feel like and, and the, the powers that be that be's eyes, uh for the, the big 40, the big four zero, you know, that's uh not 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 a, a check in the pot in the positive column, it seems like again for a guy like you remember Eric Young, Robert Rude, all, all these a lot of these guys where they are called up and uh you know, it, it doesn't really pan out. So I don't, I don't want to say that happened LA night. I hope it doesn't, but get enough wait and see on that one as well. Lots of stuff we're kind of in this weird waiting period. The the post WrestleMania period will be interesting. If like who get, who gets called up, who gets shuffled around, and if if they don't, what happens there? And obviously, and, and if they do, how how does it go? Uh, lots of waiting and seeing here. But uh, something that we got to see tonight, and now we're gonna have to wait and see what happens next. And the main event. Uh, Camelo Hayes retained the title against Pete Dunne, the North American title. As I talked about before, uh, Camelo Hayes feels like he's going he's gonna to be a champion until he gets called to the main roster. Uh, Pete Dunne, very, very good. I enjoy this match a lot. We'll talk about the post-match, but John, what do you think about this main event match here for the title? Very, very, very good match. Very entertaining match, and I think the outcome was to be expected and was the appropriate one. Carmelo is a star. He's doing good. He He... 
has proven week in and week out that he's ready for the next step. But Pete Dunn has also. I think they both have. Now, this is a few that they could revisit on the main roster one day. I, I don't – I know I see the comment that Pete Dunn should have won. I don't think that that's necessarily how I would feel. Um, I don't know. It's odd to agree to a multi-man ladder match with title on the line. Um, I don't know what – basically, where, where do you see this going next? Like, someone's – Someone's obviously going to step up and be a real threat. That's the thing. They they had a great match, and then I thought it would have been fine. Just kind of close the show, especially because we do know we're going to have next week all these matches to look forward to. Maybe they can even wait until next week just to have them announce that they are during a promo or something. But a bit of a weird show closing angle. Um, should uh, As for the match, for a sidebar, do I think Pete Dunne should have won? I think Pete Dunne should have won a title a while ago. And and very exactly, Brian ever literally simultaneously said, uh, "Done." It's a shame Dunn has not won a title in NXT Prime. Of course, he held an NXT UK title, uh, but I didn't see him beating Kamala Hayes tonight. Kamala Hayes feels locked in in a lot of ways until he gets called up. So big win for Kamala Hayes. He's having a good reign here. But um, as I said earlier, I think I, I could easily see it's a multi-man ladder match. It's all too easy to have him kind of get knocked out of the ring or something. And then have someone else win the title at Stand Deliver. It's like he, he could get called up potentially. Um, in that case, again, I think Grayson Waller would make some sense. Uh, we, we saw a promo from Tony D'Angelo. If he if he can get some mo- mo- uh, momentum going here, I think that would make some sense. It's interesting because uh, some of these guys that they they've lost the title shot. So I wonder, like, how can they go justify being in the in the ladder match? So you, you think of tonight we saw Pete Dunn. Uh, he lost. You think of. Um, Cameron Grimes, he lost his title match. You know, they're, they're, it's those are guys that it would be kind of maybe some of my most realistic choices, but in terms of like momentum, would make a whole lot of sense. But yeah, I'd be wondering who could be in, in that match. Pete, uh, sorry, Grayson Waller, likely uh, LA Knight, maybe, especially if, if they do a, a wonky ending next week with Sanga or something interfering. Um, Santos, that's a very good pick. Steven saying Santos Escobar, I think I can see that as well. Maybe Von Wagner, like if they really want to try and, you know, put him in a in a high profile match like that. Um, hey, Dexter, Dexter will be fun. But I I like the idea with, and I, I like the the potential storyline of that that mixed tag team match there. It is hard to tell though. It feels like kind of an open road here. Uh, uh, Eddie's saying maybe. Um, sorry, uh, Eddie was referencing the promo that Tony cut uh, that cut that he cut tonight, saying he has an eyes on a quote unquote big fish. Maybe that t- maybe that big fish is. A title shot here, and that could be a saying deliver. John, what do you think? Who do you think could be in this ladder match other than, as we've said, probably Grace Smaller and Santos Escobar? But you got to have some day faces in there. Oh, man. Uh, maybe Solo Sokoa. I mean, I guess maybe he would be a good one. Dexter Loomis could be in it. Um, Tony D'Angelo, I've, heard, I've seen brought up in the comments there. I don't know. It's it's hard to think about who would make the most sense if you think about it because the, the roster seems big, but is it really that big as far as like baby face talent that is ready for this kind of role? Yeah, no, I, I would agree. They've got a lot of more established heels at the top level uh, and baby faces and not so much solo is an exception. And I think I was going to say Gunther, but got, like people like Gunther, but he, he is a heel. So he can't really like get away with that. Uh, Steven saying Duke Hudson, maybe again, I think you're going to have to have a, a, a sizable card. And to do that, I think that that mixed tag team match would make a lot of sense. Um, and I just saying maybe a, a multi-person ladder match. I, I don't know if he officially said it, 
they said something like, I guess, in a, you know, defend it the same way the title uh, was introduced. And that was in a, in a multi-man match there. So I would have to assume that's what they're going to do to really add to the, the special feel of the show. Uh, DJ saying Solo versus Tony versus Camelo. So that's three. I think those would make sense. And then you figure if you're Grace Waller, that's four. Um, maybe, maybe you throw in Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn's got to be on the show. Um, that's five. I mean, I could see that. I think those are some good options there. Otherwise, maybe a wild card like Harland, maybe could see that potentially. But it's interesting. It's gonna be, yeah, I'm gonna be curious to see who gains momentum here in the couple weeks we've got left here because it's 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 coming up. You know, it's just about pretty much a month from today. Just about. Um, yeah. Not, not, not a whole lot of time. Uh, maybe maybe Joe Gacy. Maybe you know. I mean, I think I think that would make some in some ways some uh, some more sense than Harland, but. They're going to need to start really getting some of these guys some momentum so we can kind of see, uh, or let, not just momentum, momentum to be in the match, but as I said earlier, if you want to have this be the way uh, uh, that um, Kamala loses the title, I think that would be, um, you know, that, that would be a way to do it. Like building them up and having them win this match here it makes sense to me. But overall here, fairly eventful ups of NXT. Obviously, we've got Roadblock next week, but John, overall here, uh, from a scale of 1 to 10, what do you think about this week's show? Uh, I'm going to go with a 6.5, uh, a little below average could have been better. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you got to keep, uh, trust in the process, see how they build things up, see what direction they go into. So basically, you know, same, same stuff we've been saying for a while now that it hasn't really been effective, but it's almost like we're still holding on to hope that maybe it'll finally turn out good, but I don't know. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's the case of WWE itself in a lot of ways. It's constantly like, Oh, you know, let, let it play out. And here we are. We said that the, the first day we heard of the NXT revamp, the first day the, the revamp happened. And now here we are several months in, I think they do a good job loading up these special shows, whether it was war games, whether it was uh, vengeance day, new year's evil. Now we're going to have roadblock next week. They, they make these shows good. They, they, they make them have uh, pretty darn good cards, but I feel like that sometimes the, the show does struggle to kind of keep that momentum going. And then we're kind of stuck waiting kind of show to show of like, okay, cool card. What happens next? And then it's just kind of like, uh, peaks and valleys, I guess. But uh, DJ, the 9.5. My gosh, 9.5 for NXT 2.0 here. Kudos to you, man. Like, that is, I respect it. I respect the enthusiasm, as I always say. If you enjoy the show, and like, if even if we're down in it, like, more power to you. Like, we're, we are all allowed to disagree. Like, there, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Like, we're here to try and enjoy the wrestling. So, if you actually do enjoy the wrestling, even better. Uh, but Steven with a seven, Herman with a six, Brian with a seven as well here, saying he thought the Hayston match stole the show. It did. It was a very good main event match. Again, we focus on the wrestling. NXT still pretty darn good. When you don't, you run into trouble. So for me, for that reason, here's that six point five. I would say so too, especially grading on the the, the 2.0 curve here of like a lot of these shows have been have been pretty darn rough. I wasn't I wasn't actively miserable most of the show tonight. There there was the one segment with Briggs and Jensen here that was toaster time for sure. But otherwise, by and large, um, can't complain all that much. Like wasn't wasn't that bad? It was not that bad. So I'll, I'll go to six point five. I think next week. The, that card alone, I, I think we, we we could get up to a seven. I think we could get up to a seven. Steven saying NXT, we were just talking about a, a minute ago, saying we don't really feel 
like there's this, this real sense of improvement, but Steven saying NXT slowly improving. I think it's slowly improving from where it was. I mean, if you, if you remember uh, when NXT 2.0 like first started, or maybe maybe after the first kind of surge, there there was a pretty like a rough period of like, wow, I don't think this is working. I don't really like this. War Games crushed me because I officially killed off Black and Gold, uh, and then it's been kind of um, up and down here uh, ever since. But I think you know this week not so bad. We have Vengeance Day a couple weeks ago. I don't remember last week being all that bad. I don't, I don't remember actually liking it either. But this this week did feel like by and large a step in the right direction. I have to, I have to agree with that one. So that is good. That is good. I don't come here, John, to like to. I don't want to bash the show. I don't want to spend an hour being like, "Oh, this this was bad. I didn't like it. I wasn't. I'm not a fan of it. Whatever. I don't like being negative. I really don't. But when like when when it's kind of the same stuff every week, I can't like fake being like, "Oh, you know, think of the positives." When I'm like, I when it's not really working for me. So tonight, I can say, "Hey, that was actually was pretty." Pretty darn good, especially um, relatively compared to what we've seen recently. So looking ahead here, Brian says thanks to Roadblock will be really good. Tigerverse type shows have been impressive. I agree. So thinking of tonight that we could have two two pretty darn good shows in a row, that's a good thing. I'm looking forward to it. We'll be here to talk about it next week. So uh, that that's something to look forward to. Something else to look forward to. Robert, Robert, Dave Fleece and I will be here on Friday to talk about Friday Night SmackDown. John, you're going to be at Raw next Monday, so I'll be here. Uh, myself to talk about raw next monday should be a good show uh, on that side of things otherwise marcus Dominic, the two dominant dudes on the rampage cover all things aw aw shaping up for aw revolution big 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 pay-per-view this sunday looking forward to that one i'll be covering that one sunday here for us as own with, with news coverage with the post show it's gonna be a fun time but also I'm, I'm putting together a preview show with some special guests it's gonna be a fun time it's a fun week here week here uh for, for WWE wrestling and all beyond here um Michael's oh Michael's saying we should do a cliffhanger. Oh, that's clever. I'm not we're not gonna do it now because I'd be giving it away. But Michael, I will take that advice of doing a cliffhanger of, of not giving away <laughs> our, our our catchphrase one week and just leaving y'all hanging. Why well, I'm gonna I'm not gonna do it this week, it won't be next week. I'm gonna leave you hanging. One of these one of these days, though, I'm gonna sneak it in there. And it's like you're not gonna see it coming. Uh, I like the idea very much. Did you an update saying uh Amari Miller possible concussion due to due, due to a bad bump on your head or neck? That's definitely a shame. Uh, I will look more into that myself and provide coverage of it uh, on the news side of things. But best wishes to her there. That's definitely not good news at all. Hoping she has a speedy recovery. Um, but all oh, all that stuff and more. Like we have we have the Raw show, NXT show, uh, SmackDown show, the AW show. Uh, lots of stuff for AW Revolution. We have interviews going up all the time. We have an interview, uh, especially maybe with, with uh, an, an AW star. I'm not sure if I can spoil it myself. So if you're a fan of all things AW, make sure to check that out tomorrow. That'll be going up tomorrow. My interview with Macedonia will be going up uh, likely at some point this week. The NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. The man is doing so much great stuff. I got to talk to him all about it. So that'll be going up this week as well. All the stuff and more. You know where to find it. SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, all that good stuff. Please leave a like and subscribe. We appreciate you all so very much. The world is an increasingly terrifying place. But we come here trying to avoid all that stuff and coming coming here to uh, engage with the wrestling world, which is ideally not not very scary. It's 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 if, if at worst it's it's toaster time. So uh, with that being said, John, whether, whether it's a good show, bad show, anything in between, we come here together to to do one thing above all is okay. Tell me what that is. Sit back, relax, enjoy the show. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.